Hi, guys. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, my fucking God. You guys don't even know the technical emergencies we just went through. There were a lot of technical emergencies just now. It's fine. Yeah, it For, was fine. Everything's great. Everything is great. It was fine. God damn! It was just fucking did so much... Jumping through hoops to get the internet to work in here because your homegirl upgraded her internet. and Upgraded. Like, that shit is fiber optic, evidently. But it fucking sucks. Like, I think it's just because you have to connect everything again and it's a pain in the ass. And I've had to do, you don't realize how many devices you have mm-hmm. until you go through this. And then mm-hmm. I'm just fucking annoyed. This should really be my goddamn, but it's not even my goddamn. Yeah. No, Actually, we- it should be my goddamn because part of mine is in this room right now. <laughs> don't want him to know. Shh, shh, shh. We did the same thing. Uh, we are the ones that told you to switch over to all this internet and stuff, and I hid from you the worst part, which was that we had to reconnect everything. And apparently oh fucking God. Roombas don't work on 5G. That's so dumb. Yeah, so my house hasn't been vacuumed. Well, I mean, I started actually vacuuming again, which is awful. Oh, it sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But who invented vacuuming? I don't know. Must have been a man. Ooh, guys, it's hot. How's it going, Erin? Oh, you know, it's 4,000 degrees. It, I, I feel like every episode we open it with like, wow, it's really hot in here. Yeah. And then you like top on top of that that I just ran around like a fucking chicken with my head cut off trying to get everything going. Yeah. And the sun was on me. Yeah. There were technical so difficulties hot. with technology. Technology. But it's great now. Everything's fine now. Yeah. So that's all that matters. Yeah. <sighs> we're here. Listen, we're yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so how's life? What's your goddamn? Life's good. Uh, my goddamn, actually, you were there for it, and I just need everyone in the world to know and stop worrying so damn much, is I don't drink a lot of water, right? And <laughs> oh, you, God. you uh-huh. happened to tell one of our friends who may or may not listen and may or may not be a medical professional okay. that I don't drink any water, and they were like, when's the last time you drank water? And I was like, ooh. Ooh. Last time I was with Stacy, I don't know. Like, yeah. mm. I was, I was like, well, we did record. You had like a sip. You're like, that's it. Yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he checked me, and I'm not dehydrated. So, all right, question. Mm. Uh, not question. I don't More have any follow statement. <laughs> all right. Now, listen. I know said friend that you're talking about, medical professional. Oh, he went through it. the EMT process. Why is he stretching it? <laughs> might be stretching it. I'm just kidding. He's probably the most fucking professional medical person I've ever met. Yeah. But yeah. he did like shotgun two beers prior to telling you that. So He did. But I feel like that just gives him like, you know, credit. He shotgunned a beer with uninterrupted eye contact. <laughs> he sure did. Like a fucking psycho. <laughs> and I was scared and it, impressed. It was an unintentional shotgunning too. Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah to happen. him. Only to him. I was like, was it every beer he opened? Like, he fucking was shaking him? I don't uh-huh. know. It doesn't matter. So right before he opened up, he's like, <laughs> gotta mix up the hops. <laughs> anyway, do you want to hear my goddamn? I do. Okay, well, aside from the fact that just getting this all set up was a technical difficulty, and it turns out Lee can't watch the kids, so I have one of my kids in here right now as we're recording with headphones on, and I hope that he's not hearing me right now, so I'm saying a lot of words to see if he looks at me, mm-hmm. because my goddamn might be related to said kids sitting right here. Mm-hmm. No, he's so- totally watching uh, Okay, Preston. So. Oh, my God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, this guy, my little guy, 
who I love so much. So much. He loves to, I'm going to kind of whisper. Mm-hmm. He loves to play Dino Hunter. Uh-huh. Like every night. Did you, I'm like checking for those keywords, you know? <laughs> He's like looking at me like, what? No. So, are we going to play right now? <laughs> We're still safe. But anyway, he loves to play Dino Hunter every night. And like, I'm a really good Dino Hunter. Mm-hmm. I've made that game too fun. Yeah. To where like, I am now booked every night for at least an hour to play Dino Hunting. And guys... I don't want to play Dino Hunter anymore. It sounds exhausting. Oh you explained it the other day, and I was like, oh, uh-uh, that's a dad game. Oh, you don't understand, though. Like, my life goal is to be Bluey's dad yeah. from the cartoon Bluey, so. I get it. I have targets to hit, goals to meet, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're big ones, and they're big shoes to fill. So uh, let me just explain what Dino Hunting is. My youngest one acts like a raptor, usually a blue one. If we're getting specific, and he's fucking movie quality raptor, and he's true, I've seen it. Yeah, it's really good. You'd be like, "What's that raptor doing in your living room?" And I'd be like, "Don't <laughs> worry, I'm about to hunt it." And I sit there with a Nerf gun. I'm not allowed to shoot him with Nerf darts anymore. But it started off where I got to actually shoot him, and it was fucking great. But now I got my <laughs> fucking ammo taken away, so that's kind of lame. And he has safe points like the bed and the couch. I'm not allowed to shoot him on the bed and the couch. Mm-hmm. And he just runs through the house, and I chase him with my little Nerf gun, and I go pew 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 pew. And then sometimes he'll be like, "You didn't get me. I have 500 hearts or whatever," so that he gets to live. Or he'll be like on the bed, and he'll be like, "I'm safe," and I go, "Dang it, he's safe. I'm shooting through the force field, and it's not even getting you." Whatever. And then I'll shoot him so much, and sometimes he dies, and then I, like, take pride in my dino carcass, you know? Like how people take pictures with their buck, you know? <laughs> and I do that with, with my son's head that is a dino. I lift up his dead head, and then my husband pretends to take a picture. <laughs> it's fucking great, but I've made it too fun. So my goddamn is just that, like, I just don't want to play it. And every I, last night was the first night in, like, two weeks that I was like, not tonight, babe. It's not <clears throat> happening. Full fucking meltdown. Even today, right when he got here, the reason he was in a shit mood, Aaron knows, right, when we came mm-hmm. in, he's been in a shit mood. The reason is because all he wants to do is play Dino Hunter right now. And I'm like, babe, I've got priorities. I've got to get this shit done. Is he looking? Mommy? Uh, <laughs> shit, fuck, guys. Mama. Yes. Mom. What? Tell him something to eat. <laughs> in a little bit, okay? Mm-mm. Yes, just drink your drink. Okay. Okay. See what I mean, guys? Nazi. <laughs> He's the sweetest kid. <laughs> he is so sweet. But he is quite demanding when he needs to be. You guys need to save me. Yeah. Like, I am blinking twice because I'm being held captive. You for sure are. When I, I had to go pee, and I went in there, and then they all came home or whatever, and I heard him yell, I want to play now. And I was like, that was Dino Hunter. Whoa. I was play Dino Hunter. He's fucking <laughs> losing his goddamn mind. Oh, no. I got to stop saying the words. Yeah, you do. Guys, anyway, risky. I'm, I might need help. I might, I might need help. Somebody might need to come scoop me up and steal me because I'll take you. Let's go. Where you want to go, baby? <gasps> Anywhere there's not dinos. We're going to a goddamn farm. I'm so excited. Ain't not going to be no dinos on that damn farm. Ain't going to be no dinos on that fucking farm. I'm so excited. I can't wait. That'll be our goddamn next week mm-hmm. or two weeks from now. I don't know mm-hmm. when it is, but mm-hmm. we're on a girl's trip. We're, ha- we're going on a girl's trip in town, like local. I love it. But staying away from the families. Love it. At a farm. They have alpacas and fucking fluffy cows. A place where you should bring your families. (laughs) And we're like, anyway, bye, losers. Yeah. The girl that invited us, I was like, is this a family trip? And she's like, no, it's just an us three trip. And I was like, perfect. (laughs) That's what I was hoping you would say. I'll take pictures for my kids. They'll be fine. Well, we got to 
do like a trial run to see if it'd even be worth it to bring them. You know? Exactly. See That's if it's child safe, you know? Yeah, for sure. You don't want an alpaca <laughs> just like fluffing up around them. Yeah. Or whatever what if, like, alpacas What do. if the cows are too fluffy? What? What? What if they moo? What you know? if? You know? What if they just, there's a stampede of fluffy cows and we don't know what to do? <laughs> we need to be prepared. I'm so So excited. this is really just like basically research. Yeah. Recon. Yeah. Recon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On that note. You, you ready, ready to talk for, murder? Yeah. You ready for my story, girl? I'm so ready. Okay, Susan. I've been looking forward to this all day because this morning I was like, I should really research Yeah. for my case today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Surprise. It's my case again this week only because... We did a little flipperoo last week. Yeah. Like, we'll technically... S- we'll switch. Technically, last week was my Patreon and Aaron's case. And mm-hmm. last second we were like, fuck it. Stacy's story is now... Mm-hmm. The, the episode. episode. Yeah. So you get two of my stories in a row. So if you don't like it when I tell stories, fuck, it sucks, it sucks. Technically, it's three of your stories in a row. No. Oh, God. <laughs> You're in a dry spell if you don't like my stories. <laughs> Aaron's up next. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You guys will get, like, I don't know, child murders and stuff soon. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold tight. <laughs> hold tight. Oh, my God. Okay. So this week, I'm going to tell you about Brianna Maitland. Oh, okay. Maitland? Maitland. Okay. Brianna was born October 8th. So close. 1986. <laughs> oh, so close. Oh, Off by a day and a year. Dang it. Son of a bitch. You know? Uh, and she was born in Burlington, Vermont, to her parents, Kelly and Bruce Maitland, who okay. already had a son. So she has an older brother. Okay. Her cool. and her older brother grew up together on the family farm in East Franklin, Vermont, mm-hmm. which is near the Canadian border. Okay. Now, I don't have much about like before times or anything the little bit i do know about her childhood was like everything was great happy hunky dory she took jujitsu oh she was a fucking badass is what okay. it sounds like all right like how a kid takes karate or like yeah, as an I adult think, she but took but i think jiu-jitsu. it like carried throughout like she stuck with it okay. because from what i gather everybody is surprised by what potentially could have happened in said story i'm about to tell you because they're like she She'll leave the weapon, her whole body, you know? <laughs> you know how people are? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I keep hearing. So, you know, I'm right. guessing she's fucking got a lethal weapon. I get so it. So many black belts. Oh. I don't yeah. know if that's what they give in jujitsu. I don't either. Maybe it's brown. Do they get belts? I'm sure. They have to. For sure. How else would they mark how badass they are, you know? <sighs> not just by doing your moves. That's for sure. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> that's not it. So we're just jumping right into yeah. it. In October 2003, on Brianna's 17th birthday, mm-hmm. she decided that she didn't want to live with her family anymore and that she was going to move out of her parents' house. Yeah. She's now, like, fuck that. Yeah. I don't want to live on this goddamn farm. Mm-hmm. From what I gather, it was like the main appeal of it all was that like her farmhouse was out there in the sticks mm-hmm. and she had to go to like a different school, high school, than all of her other friends. Oh. And so she wanted to be closer to her friends. And... Her parents were like, okay, I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I don't know how it got allowed or if they were, if she was like a good kid and they trusted her, if it was more of like a let her go or this is going to be a runaway situation. Mm. I don't know the details. Not here to judge. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she moved out of her parents' house, right? At 17. At 17. Nice. Would have fucking loved it. I tried. (laughs) Well, I mean, once you're, once you graduate high school too and you're like on that cusp of high school to college, you're like, I just want to start my life now. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So maybe that's what it was. So she moves out and she moves like in the same neighborhood as all of her friends, which is about 15 miles from her home or from her family home. Mm -hmm. And she 
lives with her friends. Like, she's kind of bouncing around couch to couch with all of her friends. Now, her mom, again, states that there was no troubles in the home. It wasn't, there was no, like, riffraff or anything. There were no big arguments. So it sounds like it was all agreed upon and everything's kosher, right? Okay. So she's kind of bouncing around from her friend's house. And as she's doing that, her grades start to slip because she's having an unstable living environment. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. She's, she's still in high school? Yeah, she's yeah. still in high school. It's like the tail end. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's having some extra fun and partying. I don't know. I'm speculating here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in high school before. Having some extra fun? Hanging out with my friends as much as I could. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Anyway, so her grades start to slip, and she drops out of high school. <gasps> oh, no. Bum, bum. But she did decide in February of 2004... So a couple months later, mm-hmm. she decides that she's going to pursue her GED instead. Okay. Yeah. So she eventually gets tired of hopping around couch to couch, and she moves in with her childhood friend, a gal by the name of Jillian Stout. Okay. And Jillian lived in Sheldon, Vermont, which is about the same distance as she had previously lived, but like a town over. Okay. So she's still like within, I don't know, 15 miles of her childhood home. But she's living at a stable place now with Jillian. Got it. At this point, she attends a party one night. This is kind of like a side note. She attends a party one night, and when she's there, there's a girl there by the name of Keely LaCrosse, and she used to be Brianna's friend, but for whatever reason, they had a falling out. Now, at this party, allegedly, we don't really know for sure, but allegedly, Keely gets jealous because Brianna's talking to some guy or something like that. And so Keely's like, hey, guess what? I'm going to kick your ass. And Brianna's like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, you're my old friend. I'm not here to start drama, whatever. So she decides the best course of action is to leave the party. Okay. So Brianna gets into a truck. I don't know if it was her boyfriend's truck or a friend that was a boy. But anyway, gets into a truck, and she's on the passenger side of the truck, shuts the door, the window's down, and Keely is still going after her. You know, like, she's wanting to fucking fight. Brianna. Brianna is like refusing to fight her. She's yeah. like, no, you, you cannot catch these hands. They are lethal, lethal weapons. weapons. Yeah. They're <laughs> registered, bitch. In Thailand or Taiwan. Probably Taiwan, not Thailand. I don't know. Anyway, they're fucking registered somewhere important. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she doesn't. And then Brianna takes a fucking pop shot at her through the window and Ooh. just starts beating the shit out of her. Rude, first of all. So rude. Is she, like, buckled in? You're like, hey, man, I can't get out. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it ends up that Brianna ends up with a broken nose and a concussion from this. Damn. She, like, gets diet, has to go to the hospital. She was really getting her. She was really getting her. All over talking to a guy. Honestly, that's... Why don't you go talk to him? And again, we're speculating. We don't really know for sure. I think her dad came out and said what I heard was that it was over some guy. It was jealousy. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't... know. Nobody has given, like, a clear indication of what's going on. Hmm. Brianna decides, okay, it's time to press charges. Like, you can't just fucking hurt Break my nose, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I would too, especially an old friend. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. You're going to do that? I'll hurt you worse. Mm -hmm. I'll hurt your pocket. Yeah. That's right, baby. Mm -hmm. Can't get job now, Mm -hmm. bitch. Restraining order. Catch a charge. That's right. So Brianna presses charges. Cool. Good. Good for her. Yeah. On the morning of Friday, February 19th, 2004, which is three weeks after that fight, that took place at that party. Mm-hmm. Brianna takes her GED exam and she passes. Good for her. And she's super excited. So she calls her mom and her mom's like, hell yeah, let's go out to lunch to celebrate. So they go to lunch and everything's going great. And they decide, oh, I guess Brianna tells her mom like, hey, I she got a new job. So Brianna's going to have two jobs, just so we're all aware. One as a dishwasher and one as a waitress. 
Cool. And the waitress job was her new one. And she was like, hey, I need to get a pair of black pants because that's the dress requirement. And I start my new job tomorrow. Oh. So her mom was like, hell yeah, let's go shopping, baby. Let's yeah. go get some black pants. Yeah. Now they're at the store and they're buying her pants. While they're at the checkout line, Brianna sees something outside that catches her eye. And so she's like, hey, mom, I'll be right back. Like, you finish up. Wrap yeah. up. Put that shit on your card. <laughs> I'll be outside. And her mom's like, okay, cool, whatever. So her mom finishes checking out. And then she goes out to the parking lot. And her daughter's waiting there. But her whole demeanor has changed. Like, she was cheery and all excited before because she had just, like, passed her GED, right? Yeah. And she's got a new job and all this stuff. Right? Well, now she seemed kind of, like, unnerved and agitated and even kind of a bit shaken. Oh. And she was like, hey, mom, like, I got to go home. You got to take me home. I got to get ready for my shift tonight. Let's go. Like, like just I'm over. done here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And her mom didn't want to, like, press or pry too hard or anything. So she took her back to Jillian's house. It's about 3.30 or 4 o'clock. She takes her back to Jillian's house to go get ready for her night shift. And she was working at a restaurant called the Black Lantern Inn. Okay. And that was located in Montgomery, Vermont, which is the town that she was living in prior to moving to Jillian's, I believe. Okay. In Sheldon. So Brianna's home getting ready for work, and she leaves a note for her roommate Jillian saying, like, hey, I'm going to work tonight. I'll be back this evening. Like, See you sorry later. we missed each other. Yeah, yeah. Deuces. And she goes to work. And she takes her 1985 Oldsmobile. Oh, fun. Right? Okay, so what's really cool about this car is I think it used to be her grandpa's. Oh. And it was registered to her mom. Uh-huh. And then her mom obviously gave it to her. So it's like a fucking family heirloom, this cool-ass car. How cool is that? I know, right? Okay, so she drives that to the Black Lantern Inn, and she checks in for work. She works her full shift at work. Everything goes swimmingly. Mm-hmm. All of her coworkers are like, yep, everything went great. Nobody weird came in. Nothing funky happened, right? Good. Okay, so now it's 11.20 p.m. at night. Her shift is over. She clocks out. Okay. All of her coworkers are like, hey, we're going to go grab a bite to eat. Do you want to come with? And she's like, no, I have to get home because I have another job and I start tomorrow. And it's like an earlier shift. So I need to go home and get some rest and get ready for that. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, cool. We'll catch you next time. Toodles, noodles. And so she hops in her car by herself and she drives away into the night. Okay. Disclaimer, this is the last time we're going to see her because Brianna goes missing. But here's how the event unfolds. Early the next morning, on March 20th, 2004, the police get a call that there's some random car that's parked in the yard of an abandoned house. Mm-hmm. And more specifically, that it looks like it, like, crashed into the abandoned house. And so when they get there, they find that Brianna's 1985 Oldsmobile had been backed into the side of this old house that the neighborhood called the Old Dutchburn House. I guess there are people there named Dutchburn, I'm guessing. Okay. Um, now, mind you, the police don't know that this is Brianna's car. Yeah. Okay, so they get there, and they're like, hmm, interesting. Maybe a drunk driver. This acc- car d- from the past is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what has happened? A time yeah. machine. No, they're more like, oh, okay, it's probably a drunk driver. Yeah. Because you're in, again, a small town where kids drink, whatever. The old Dutchburn house was kind of a known hangout spot for underage drinkers or parties to happen, this abandoned home. So the way this house was situated is it's kind of on the curve of the main road. And this main road is the road that she would take to get back home where she lived with Jillian. Mm -hmm. And so she was obviously on her way home. And the way the road turns as you're driving down it, you can't see her car. So she had to have backed into the house from the road 
for her car to end up how it is. And the bumper of her car caught on the house's foundation because this is a really old house. So it's got like a thick ass foundation. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it hit with force, like it kind of damaged the building a little bit. And the house had plywood over the windows, right? It's an abandoned house. What else you can put over the windows? Plywoods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when it when the car hit it, it like dismantled the plywood from the window and the plywood fell onto the trunk of the car and kind of on the top of the car a little bit, right? Like the back window of the car. So there's plywood resting on it. And it lifted the back wheel of the car up because it got hooked on the foundation. So if you were driving it, you would need somebody to help, like, push you off of the foundation to get your car off. Oh, okay. And so they get there and they're like, oh, somebody must have been drinking and driving, crashed it, and just fucking abandoned their car. Yeah. So the police aren't – they have no idea that she's missing. They don't know shit. They think it's a drunk driver. They have the car towed. So now we have a compromise of a possible crime scene, <gasps> right? Now – when the police get there, they do note that there are two of Brianna's paychecks sitting on the passenger seat of her car that are uncashed. There's change around the car. I think there's even like a broken bracelet or necklace or something that we later find out is Brianna's. And there was like a water bottle or something, but nothing that looks like it literally just looked like. Some, oh, and I think there was like an unsmoked cigarette or something. But what I'm getting at is it doesn't look like a struggle happened. It looks like somebody was drunk driving, crashed it and left. But Brianna wasn't drunk. Yeah. Now, it's going to be days before anybody even notices that Brianna's missing. So her roommate, Jillian, comes home. She sees the note that Friday, and she leaves for the weekend to go visit her grandparents or something. So oh, she has geez. no idea, right? So the whole weekend goes by. And she comes back, and she sees that Brianna's note is still there. Well, that's sketchy. Right? And she just kind of assumed that, like, Brianna was somewhere else because she was known to go, like, couch hopping with all her friends and stuff. So she wasn't alarmed right away. When she came back, she was just like, oh, shit, she must have come up with another fun idea to go do whatever. Cool. Yeah. By Tuesday, March 23rd, Kelly, who's Brianna's mother, had noticed that she couldn't get a hold of Brianna. And so she starts calling around to all of her friends. Like, mm -hmm. have you seen her? And all of her friends are like, no. And so she starts calling her employers. Yeah, I was going to say, what about the new job that she was exactly. so excited to start? Exactly. Well, I mean, and if you're starting a new job and you don't show up, nobody's going to be like, anyway, you didn't show up for work. You're just going to be like, oh. It was a flake. They yeah. must have gotten a different job or yeah. whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's your like, first day. Mm, yeah. Guess you didn't want it. Exactly. Like, you're not going to, like, sound the alarm bells. Yeah. So she reaches out to them, and they're like, no, she's been missing her shifts. And she's like, fuck. And, well, I don't know if she said fuck. But anyway, she's like, <laughs> oh, shit, and goes, I don't even know if she said, oh, shit. But, you know, those well, are the things I would say. By golly. Shut I, darn. I better find her. <laughs> exactly. Well, let me make some more phone calls. No, so she goes down to the police station, and she files a missing persons report. Yeah. Police are still not connecting her crashed car to this missing person. Oh, no. They didn't even fucking look up the VIN number and be like, anyway, this actually belongs to you, Miss Kelly. Like, I found oh, your actually, car. Yeah, we have your car here. Yeah. Oh, Maitland, that's your last name? How convenient. No, they don't connect the dots. It's actually not until the following day when Brianna's parents are bringing in pictures of her to the police to help, like, spread the news of her missing that the police are like, hey, by the way, you know, we did find this car abandoned at this old house, like... And it's on her route, I guess. Like, do you recognize it? And her mom instantly was like, that's the fucking family car. Yeah. And the police were like, oh, shit. <laughs> we got ourselves the situation. And they immediately knew something was wrong. 
So Brianna's mom says that she was, quote, instinctively revulsed by the picture of the car and she knew right away that somebody had left that car there and that it wasn't Brianna. So, you know, that mother's fucking instinct. Mm -hmm. She just got like the pit in her stomach and she was like, my baby was not in that car last. Like somebody else did that. She would never do that to the car kind of thing. Right. Oh, my gosh. So police started asking around to see if anyone had witnessed that car being parked at the house. Parked. Parked aggressively backwards. <laughs> right? Parked aggressively backwards in like a crash position. <laughs> Did anybody witness the crash? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Parked aggressively into the side of this motherfucking house. Did anybody witness this aggressive park job? Yeah. And they ask around. And then they find out that there's witnesses, but not to the actual crash. So people start to come forward, and there's one guy that says that he drove by the house around 1130 to 1230 at night, so within that hour, and he saw the car's headlights were on, but he didn't see anybody around the car. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, backed into the house with the lights on. Mm-hmm. Then another man who dri- drove by around 1230, he said that he saw the turn signal flashing on the car or something. So, obviously, there's a light of some sort. You know, yeah. like, eyewitnesses, how you kind of, like, make shit up in your head? Yeah. So. That's what you thought was happening. Exactly. Which I have had happen to me, and I'm like, no fucking way, I know I'm right. And then I go back, and I'm like, oh, my God, I really believed that in my head. Like, mm-hmm. that eyewitness shit. It's a real phenomenon. It really is. Where, like, you think you be- you make yourself believe what mm-hmm. you're saying. Okay, you, like, so, paint it so vividly in your mind that you're like, no, that's what it was. I saw it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so two people are witnessing either headlights on or a turn light signal or something. Some kind of lights coming from the car. And no one around And it. no one around. Like an abandoned car fucking turned on. I find it interesting that these, I'm assuming, big burly mountain men in Vermont uh, <laughs> didn't stop for a car that was parked precariously off the side of the road. It gets better. Possibly needing help. It gets better. This case literally is described by some of the investigators as the perfect storm happening mm. for somebody to go missing. So it gets even better. Because at around 4 a.m. that morning, Brianna's ex-boyfriend says that he drove past the house and Mm -hmm. saw Brianna's car parked there and that he didn't stop because he was coming from a party that was across the border in Canada and he basically just needed to get home, right? Like, I'm guessing he was drunk driving. And so he just kept going, speculating. And so he just kept going, even though he recognized the car. But He recognized it as her car, like his girlfriend's car. Well, he Ex-girlfriend or girlfriend? Ex-girlfriend. And he thought he recognized it. That's okay. the initial report. Now, I did read. Also, ex-girlfriend, I might be like, eh, I'm not going to Deuces. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't hey, know. Maybe she's there with another guy. It's an abandoned house. You don't know. Maybe. But his story changes. Uh-oh. spaghetti. So that's kind of suspicious, right? Can't fucking do that. Right? And again, all of this is like hearsay off the internet that I'm digging up. Yeah. So, so much speculation going into, the, <laughs> into this research that I'm providing for you. But that later he had stated that he saw the lights on and both car doors open and that he stopped, turned off the lights and shut the car doors. What? And then kept going and he didn't want to call the police because he didn't want to get in trouble because I'm guessing he was drunk. So just in case his fingerprints are on the car, that'll explain it? That's why. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Um, suspicious here. Super suspicious. I find it suspicious, but I don't know shit about the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So maybe he's legit. Maybe he's just a good old fucking Vermont guy, and he's like, hey, hope her battery doesn't die. So his story kind of keeps changing. At first, he's like, drove by it, and then again, he's like, eh, I didn't touch it. Because. I, yeah, well, listen. And I, here's why it's important. 
because uh-huh. and his fingerprints are found on it. No, actually, they're well. If they are, I don't know about it. Okay, but I will tell you that there were other people who drove by who stopped, and they thought that it was so odd that they fucking took pictures. So the only kind of evidence we have or any crime scene, whatever, because the cops didn't take pictures. They towed that shit. So these people thought it was fucking odd enough that they stopped, took motherfucking pictures of a potential crime scene, and then deuced the fuck out. Like, didn't call anybody, didn't do anything. I mean, maybe they did. That's how the cops probably got there, right? Yeah, right. But anyway, so we do have a couple of pictures of the crime scene. And that's what I fucking sent you. Yeah. Today, I gave Erin a little teaser. I, like, sent her the picture, and I was like, just to let you know, this is related to my case, because I'm, like, obsessed with scouring them now. I'm just like, anyway, we're going to solve this missing persons case. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Missing? Missing. Girl, oh, they ain't gonna find her. No. Well, I hope they do someday, but they haven't found her yet. Spoiler alert. So these people take pictures of the crime scene, and they eventually turn them over to the police. And I think it comes out years later in the press. Like, I don't oh. know if that's how... I don't know if they gave them to the police right away or if it was, like, years later. Somebody was like, oh, shit, I took a picture of that. They're like, that's the car? I have that. I happen to be there that day. But either which way, we do have pictures Mm -hmm. of the crime scene. Okay. I'm calling it a crime scene at this point because girl's missing. Yeah. And we don't know what happened there. We don't know what happened. And her mom's like, she would not do that on her own. Like, there's no way. Was the car in working order? Or, like, was the, it a uh-oh, broken down and she tried to, like, back it off the road so that it wouldn't be in the road and then it, like, went too far, crashed into the house type of situation? You and know. And then maybe she was walking and something happened then? It it doesn't specify if the family, because the family gets the car back. Yeah. So once the police realize that, oh, shit, this is a possible crime, mm-hmm. they do forensics on her car. And then they give the car back to the family. And when the family gets the car back, they make a comment that, like, a lot of her belongings are still there. Like, her glasses, her ATM car, her contact lens case, her migraine medicine. All the stuff you would take with you if you were going somewhere. If you're going to run away. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so the police initially had treated this like a runaway. I mean, mm-hmm. from the outside looking in, you're thinking. I guess, yeah. She was a couch surfer. She dropped out of high school, yada, yada, yada. She has all the milestone markers of someone who might be a runaway. Exactly. But. So, so they stick with that at first. And then about a week after her disappearance, an anonymous phone call comes in, mm. and they say that Brianna's actually being held captive against her will what? In, in a house what? in Berkshire, Vermont, which is only about 10 miles from her last known location, the car, right? Oh, my goodness. So on April 15th, 2004, after Brianna's dad basically fucking told the police, you're going to go down there and go look for her, or me and my buddies are. Yeah. You know? So the police are like, all right, hold up. Like, we'll go down there. Yeah. And so they raid the house, and it was a rented home of two known- The drug- house? The house. Like, they were like, and she's at this house? Yeah. They gave the address. They're like, <gasps> she's at this house. Oh, my God. And so these people who live there, they're two known drug dealers. Uh-huh. And um, they were renting the house. And this caller was saying, basically, there's rumors that Brianna had started dabbling in drugs mm-hmm. and crack being one of them. Oh. Like, I don't know if she had tried it once, twice or something. or All it takes is once. I mean, I guess. And I don't know how valid those comments are. Mm-hmm. 
But those are the rumors, right? So the lady is saying, hey, go check out these guys because they're known drug dealers. Brianna was dabbling and she had connections to them and they're bad guys. Like, go raid this house. That's what's going on. Yeah. So the police raid the house and they find no evidence of Brianna, but they find a shit ton of like drugs. Yeah. Drugs, marijuana, crack, whatever. So they get arrested, you know. Whatever. Drugs. So they get arrested and they are put in jail, but not for Brianna's disappearance. They're not tied to her disappearance. Yeah. Again, in late 2004, another tip comes in from a, quote, older female. I don't know if that's how they describe themselves. It was anonymous. Hello. (laughs) Hello. I have some information. Got around. You don't sound old. You just sound like you're from a different time period. Ah, uh, I was going for witch. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I was thinking like a pirate, or you know. Oh, <laughs> what if it was an old pirate woman? You know, old you pirate know. witch. <laughs> you never know. You never know. All right. So an older female calls in, and she says that the guys, the two drug dealers, just so you know, their names are. Nathaniel and Raymond. Mm, They sound like drug dealers. (laughs) Right? So uh, this tip comes in from an older female saying that Nathaniel and Raymond were definitely responsible for Brianna's disappearance. Like, even Mm. though you raided the house and you didn't find anything. Generally, crack dealers aren't in the business of kidnapping people that don't owe them money or something, you know? I think that's what the whole premise was, that, like, okay, so this lady is saying, hey, you're going to want to go check it out. There was a dispute. Brianna knew them. And there was a dispute with one of them, with Raymond. And she had loaned Raymond money to purchase drugs to then go sell, and she and he never paid her back? Or maybe the other way around? I don't really understand the circumstances, but you know how drugs and fucking money work, right? Mm-hmm. And that they got into an argument, and allegedly Raymond had confessed to this older female that he ended up murdering Brianna because she became a loose end like she knew too much Hmm. and so he murdered her when an argument broke out and then he took her body and stored her in her remains in a basement of a local home of a woman who had just gotten incarcerated so now we've got the story is that there's a woman who's in jail and Raymond has access to her basement For some reason. And after murdering Brianna, he's like, oh, shit, I know the perfect place to put her. And then allegedly dismembers her with a table saw and takes the remains. A table saw? A table saw. Takes the... This is all... Have you used a table saw? How? (laughs) Oh, my God. Honestly, I don't know. Just slide it through. (laughs) Honestly, they have, like, so much protection now. Like, the... Yeah. like, sensors. I could not. This is the 2004s. Even without, like, the flesh sensor things, I don't think I could dismember a body with a table saw. Mm-mm. No, I couldn't dismember a body in general. <laughs> no, like no, 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 obviously. But, I'm like, given the proper tools, could. Yeah. That's not the proper tools. That's no. That's... That's hard. Yeah, it sounds like a mess. And then they're, they're saying that then he took her remains and like, scattered them at a pig farm. So, like, there's nothing left, right? Uh So police followed up on all of these leads. This was a written affidavit, I guess, that this lady had given, this older woman had given. Damn, she was serious. She was fucking serious. Like, that makes me think, like, this woman really believes what she is saying. Yeah. Like, and she's staying anonymous and everything, but she's going to the police. Either that or they're trying to mislead somebody. I don't really fucking know. But the police follow up on all that, and they don't find anything. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like they find bones on a pig farm. Well, yeah, you won't. Any evidence? Fucking eat that shit. Do they eat bones? Yeah. I don't know. 
God damn, you fucking motherfuckers out there in Vermont just disposing of people on pig farms. Like, jeez, it's like throwing them to the piranhas. Yeah, except <gasps> more efficient. Is it? Yeah. I did not know this about pigs. Haven't you seen Snatch? Was it Snatch? Mm, I guess not. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But, like, I don't believe farm. a lot they of shit in movies. bodies and stuff. <laughs> I mean, movies are all real. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that that was a legit yeah, way that's to a dispose real, of that's, somebody. Yeah, that's a thing. I really hope that that's not the actual answer in all of this, because that's fucked up. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're going off of. They can't find anything to corroborate whatever this, like, written affidavit is saying. Mm-hmm. But you farm fuckers aren't fucking around with feeding bodies. To you farm fuckers better stop fucking around. Stop it. On your farms. Yeah, with your fucking pigs. Yeah. Now, there are other rumors floating around where they say that she had been tied to a tree in the woods and left there and that she was disposed of at the bottom of a lake somewhere. So I don't, it sounds kind of like a little too rumory. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. now we're just not getting anywhere. Well, that's a little too small town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Police eventually come around and they're like, all right, listen. Well, I mean, at this point, they know there's foul play involved, but they definitely dropped the whole runaway thing. Runaway. And they call in the FBI. They're like, hey, guys, listen, we need some help. We might have fucked up back here. Accidentally fucked Dicked up the crime scene. Higher crime scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moved it a lot, a lot of times. Oops. Yeah. A whole tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave it back to the family. And then, you know, just. Yeah. Oops, oops, oops. At this point, it's 2007, so it's been a couple God years. God damn. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple years, and still no one knows where she is. And the FBI released a flyer that says, like, based on these photos that we have of the car, right? Taken by randos. Exactly. That were like, that's a fucking weird place to park your car. Mm-hmm. They think that it's a staged crime scene. Ooh. So they're saying they don't think it was an accident and then she bailed. Mm-hmm. They think somebody got to her maybe before this location or maybe they were hiding in the car and like bum mm. rush her or maybe they were, I don't know, stopped her somewhere else. Is this like a you don't lock your doors kind of town? I don't really know. Like, but is it possible I mean, maybe she left her car unlocked and there was somebody in the backseat in an Oldsmobile like that? You could probably jimmy that shit open so easily. Well, that, but, you like, you can, you can hide in those it. back seats. That's yeah. just a big-ass bench. It's a boat. Yeah. I think it's a boat. They lay down on the floorboard. Yeah, I don't know. Again, it's all speculation, right? But the FBI are coming out and saying, based off of their fucking expertise, they think that it's staged. They mm-hmm. don't think that she crashed or that somebody else accidentally crashed, but that they try to make it look like that. And it's these photos, like based on where the street is, it's a weird fucking angle. Like I was trying to speculate maybe she had like driven off of the road, like pull over for a minute. And the way she was, it would hide her from the actual road if somebody was chasing her mm-hmm. or if she was just like, hey, I'm going to get fucking high real quick before I get home or something. And she pulls over there. She would have to like back up at a hard angle. And you can kind of see what people are speculating as tire tracks. Like, there's a Reddit post where somebody highlights where they think it looks like you were backing up really quick and you turn. Because it would be a sharp fucking turn to hit this house Mm -hmm. to get to the angle that her car is. Hmm. If you had driven off the road from driving normally and then you just, like, pulled over. Yeah. Without, like, a 562-point turn. (laughs) It's just weird. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay? So they're saying, FBI are like, hey, we think somebody might have staged this and it wasn't an accident. 
but they made it look like it. Mm-hmm. So her parents say that because she knew jujitsu, they think it's really, really not likely that it was just one person because they're like fucking lethal weapons, right? Yeah, like yeah. she would have fought back. And so they're thinking like maybe it's more than one person that did this. Hmm. Well, and also she could have fought back against one person, but like one man against one 17-year-old girl, even if you know jujitsu. If you're in your car and you can't do your fucking moves. Yeah, we can do a fucking roundhouse from the front seat. Or like a shoelace over your fucking neck when you're driving. Yeah. If you're in the back seat, which is like my biggest fear. Or even just... Like, maybe he gets a little beat up, but then he ends up getting, I assume getting it's a he and speculating. Hand. But, yeah, they end up getting the upper hand. And yeah. and if nobody's looking for an injured person or a person with defensive wounds on them, you know, like. Right. Like, because there's, I mean, it's five days or something before she. Well, they waited a missing. week that they thought she'd just run away. <laughs> so, <laughs> honestly. Someone's scratches could heal in a week. For sure. Yeah. Not ideal, right? No. So there was speculation that the disappearance of Maura Mori may have been related to Brianna's case, which is like the big um, – that one kind of blew up. So for people who don't know, who are not familiar, Me. Maura was a 21-year-old nursing student from Massachusetts who disappeared after a car accident in New Hampshire in 2004. Okay. And she's been missing for 19 years, mm. and there's like no significant leads or anything in her case. So she's another big missing person, and hers is kind of weird because it's literally another car accident, right? Yeah. And then she's just gone. Hmm. So there was speculation that maybe they're linked. But the police determined that it's not likely that these two cases are related, despite the fact that they're only happened 90 miles apart. Oh, wow. In 2006, there's security footage that comes about of a woman at the Caesar World Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And she's sitting at a poker table, and it looks like Brianna. And police follow up on that, and they never actually get in contact with the woman. Oh, but my gosh. there's a potential sighting. Yeah. But again, security footage... Yeah. I don't know how the fuck they found that shit, though. If somebody was at the casino and they were like, hey, I think that's Brianna, and then they roll back the footage. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know how I don't know how you... You would think that they'd, especially in a casino, you think they'd be able to find, like, what room did they go to? What's the person's name? Yeah. Or what are they going Where are under? they? Where did they go? What direction? Mm-hmm. But it turns out they don't, they're not able to track this woman down. Hmm. But, I mean, seems kind of unlikely that it's her. But yeah. good to follow up on, right? Mm-hmm. In 2012, police rule out any connection to Brianna's disappearance to a potential connection to Israel Keys because they were thinking maybe it was him, which you covered him in an earlier episode. That's the guy that, like, took the picture of the chick holding the newspaper with her oh. eyes, like, fucking pinned open or whatever. Yeah. That creepy one. Yeah. So he was also, in case people haven't listened or they're not familiar, he was a man that was running around committing rapes and murders in Alaska, Oregon, Washington, Vermont, and New York around the same time. So they eventually rule out any potential ties to him. Okay. In March of 2016, it was revealed that the police had DNA that was recovered from Brianna's crime scene. So when they realized after they had towed the car and they realized it's a missing person's case, the police bring out like search dogs and shit to see if they could pick up any hints of sense or whatever. And they don't get much from it. But they do find something. It turns out later that in 2016, this thing that they find that could potentially be significance had DNA that wasn't 
Brianna's. But the public doesn't know this the whole time. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the little thing that they're hoarding of, like, we're going to fucking know if it's you because we have your DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the object is. I don't know how it relates. I don't – this house was known as a party house, too. So I've got to imagine if you find a beer can with DNA on it or something, like – It could have been from – You don't even know. Any yeah. number of people. Yeah. yeah. But I'm secretly hoping that it was something more significant that's directly tied to her in her fucking car or some shit, right? Yeah. But I don't really know. But it comes out that they have some sort of DNA. That's cool, right? We got some evidence. Hell and yeah. that house was actually burned down by some kids – the same year, around the same time. So now we definitely... The same year, 2016? 2016. Okay. Yeah. So now we don't have... We don't even have the house anymore. Wow. Shit is... Like, it's going too fucking long. Yeah. In March of 2022, the police came out and they said that they were actually able to positively identify the DNA and get a match... And I think they did it through that family tree thing Mm -hmm. uh, where they, like, chase the DNA down in all the databases. So they were able to get a match. That was just last year. Yeah. Okay? They were able to get a match, and it matches one of the potential 11 suspects that they had in her case. What? So what the fuck? But that's all we have. There's no new information. So I don't know if they're still having to build up a case or if it's like, hey, this person also frequented that place, so it's likely, and she just happened to know the person. Like, I don't have any more fucking details on that, but it was a match, and it's somebody that they potentially suspected. I'm sure you have to have way more than just that to be able to be like, hey, anyway, come on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing. You know how we were talking earlier about the boyfriend, and we're like, that's fucking suspicious. Mm -hmm. Well, the boyfriend actually died in 2019. Oh. In a fucking car crash. Oh, shit. How sad. I actually don't know the details. I think the police said they suspect speeding, but whoever he crashed with was like a 60-year-old woman or 60-year-old person, and they also died, so it was like a double fatal crash. Was it like a head-on I don't really know. I didn't, like, These dig fucking too fucking back roads in Vermont. But this guy, at this point in his life, he has a kid. He's got, Aww. like, a career. He's, like, a good guy. And he gets, dies in a car crash. But also, I'm over here, like, hey, obviously speculating wildly, and I'm not here to spread rumors. But, like, uh, at first glance, that looks kind of suspicious, right? No, I mean, not that he died at, in a car accident, No, not right? that part. Oh, okay. But that, like, I'm suspecting, like, you, I have questions. Of course. He tampered with the crime scene that you may or may not have known was a crime scene. And your story time. changes. But his story could have changed because he's nervous and he's 16 or 17 and doesn't and know how to talk to the cops. And he was drinking and... Trying to protect himself because he doesn't want to get in trouble. And then you realize, oh, it's actually bigger than worse. I thought it was. Yeah, that's yeah. worse lying than just yeah. being honest. Let yeah. me go tell my truth. And I really had nothing to do with it. And I did know it was her car and I just didn't want the battery to die. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. it sounds like at his death, like, on his obituary, of course, nobody's going to be like, he was a terrible person. But And also, accounts, maybe he was a suspect back yeah, in... Yeah, but by all accounts that I could tell, he seemed like a well-rounded yeah. guy. So, fuck, man, I it don't It still sucks know. for his child and spouse. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. So, just also to fill in some of the blanks, three weeks after Brianna's disappearance, those charges against Keely when she, the girl who, like, punched her in the face through the car, mm-hmm. those oh, were dropped. I remember. Yeah, you remember. Oh, they were dropped? Oh, they were dropped. <laughs> well, it's because she wasn't pursuing it. Yeah. <laughs> right? They but, were like, you didn't show up for court for the rest of your life. <laughs> what are you going to do? But, um, the police did, Talk like, to Keely. They did talk to her. They did interview her. They reviewed her. And they don't suspect that she had any involvement in this. It's just happenstance that they fought three weeks before she disappeared. Hmm. That is all I have. Other than for you people to be aware, the reason that I shared this case today is because we are partnering with 
the crawl space guys, mm-hmm. Tim and Lance. Lance and Tim. Lance and Tim. <laughs> Tim and Lance, they've got pants and shins. You know. Anyway, we're partnering with them, and they're helping to put on a 3K run. Not a 3K. A 5K. Who runs a 3K? <laughs> I would. It's a 5K, right? I wouldn't run either of them. It's a 5K. <laughs> I'd run half of a 5K. <laughs> That's two and a half K. Whatever. Anyway, they're putting on a fucking run, guys. Uh-huh. And all of the proceeds for the registration go towards this foundation that Brianna's dad, Bruce, has put together to help fund private investigations for families that have missing family members. And so I wanted to share this story with you so that you guys all know the backstory because we're about to be telling you guys some deets about this. Once it's all locked in and buckled down, it's going to happen. October 8th, it's going to be in Massachusetts. In Reading, Massachusetts. Exactly. We don't have all of the full details yet. But we will be there we're going to be there, so if you guys are anywhere near and around there or if you are not and you want to come fly out and support and do a run and mm-hmm. support us, come mm-hmm. talk to us, mm-hmm. come shoot the shit, come hang out, mm-hmm. there's going to be mm-hmm. a fucking opportunity, and we're so excited to help support this cause. Just a little background. Brianna's family did hire a private investigator and all this stuff, and that's when her dad found out, like, shit, man, this costs a lot of money, and families don't have the resources for this. So he put together this nonprofit so that we can help families who have missing family members and don't have the funds to do so. So, of course, Aaron and I jumped right on the shit, and we were like, hell yeah, we want to come help support not only Lance and Tim, but these family members. I mean— Shit, I fucking cannot imagine. But there's going to be an opportunity if you can come out. If you can't, there's still an opportunity to donate. You fucking know us. Remember our rules, our golden rules of just be kind and have fun. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. So we're calling together the whole goddamn fam for this. There's going to be more details. Of course, it'll be all over our social media. We're going to be, like, promoting it on the pod and everything. But the reason we're doing this is because of Brianna and her family and because of Lance and Tim from Crawl Space and Missing. So, you know, as we come out with more information, as much as you guys are able to and willing to support us, even if it's only just the share of a post or something, it means the absolute fucking world to us. And um, we'll be hitting you guys with more details about that in the near future. But we had to pause this episode, actually, because we were meeting with Lance and the board of directors of this nonprofit. (laughs) Or the board mama. (laughs) Board mama, (laughs) as we lovingly called her. Anyway, so we're, like, you know, working with them to help, you know push a really good cause and so we'll be calling on the goddamn fam this might replace operation moonblood this year yep i think it should i don't know what you guys think you guys let us know but anyway more to come on that in the future but just so you know here's the background on it here's how it got started here's why we're helping support this it's for this fucking amazing family that have shit so much love in their heart right like you have a missing person in your family that you still don't have the answer for and you have enough love in your heart to go help other families so if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, which will be the crime scene Mama, photos. I'm wrapping it up right now, Toots. You got to be quiet so that we can finish it, okay? Like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I'm going to count to 30. Okay, but quietly in your head. Okay. In your head. Not out loud. Are you doing it? Okay, it looks like he's doing it. So if you want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, which will include those crime scene photos that some passerbys took that thank God they did, 
Um, go to our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and Threads. Our handle is at ISGD Podcast. If you want to snail mail us, if you guys have any opportunity to donate to this cause also, like if you're like, hey, I know a fucking DJ or whatever it's going to take <laughs> to put on a run, let us know and we will hook you up with the people who can do something about that because we just have Aaron's designer skills, Critty's social media and designer skills, and then my loud-ass mouth. So <laughs> we need all the help we can get if you guys can donate anything or if you have any suggestions if you've ever put on a run before and you have any tips email us at isgpodcast at gmail.com or if you want to snail mail us you can do that at p.o box 2764 spring valley california 91979 and also we love you guys oh we love you so much thanks for supporting us thanks for being there and for helping because you're awesome and we know that you guys are gonna pull fucking through yeah you are And if you happen to live in or around Reading, Massachusetts or in Massachusetts, fucking come out and support and donate to a worthy cause. And run. Do some shit. You're going to be around there. You could run. You You should run. run. Aaron and I might not run, but we're going to be your hype men. Yeah. we're going to be like, hell yeah, keep running. We'll high five the fuck out of you motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm fucking And it's all going to be reasonably priced and Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. all for a great cause, like we said. Mm -hmm. And And all the proceeds are going to go to... The cause is going to be for private investigations for the missing. And if you want to go check out their website, that's investigationsforthemissing.com. Dot com. If you want to get a little, you know, scoop on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.